to OVS Orbit, a podcast for Open vSwitch users and developers. This is episode 40. I recorded this episode in Beijing, where I caught up with Howard Huang from Huawei. We talk about the OpenStack Cyborg project, which is all about hardware acceleration. On to the interview. Well, uh, everyone, here I am in Beijing, and it, it's been a good start to the Linux Foundation, LinuxCon, ContainerCon, and what's the other thing, conference? Uh, Cloud Native, I think. Cloud Native New Conference. Con, yeah. So uh, I just finished uh, giving my talk on OVS and uh, OVN, and here I am now with Howard Huang, and we're going to talk about, I think, uh, OpenStack Cyborg. Yep. Um, but before we really dive into that, uh, Howard, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? I think I've run into you a few times at yeah. uh, various Open vSwitch conferences, yeah. but uh, tell us more about yourself. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'm Howard Huang from uh, Huawei. I'm currently a uh, IT standard engineer uh, working for the IT standard and patent department. So uh, I was into uh, open source uh, about, I think, five years or six years ago. Uh, this, uh, so my first uh, open source conference is actually the uh, OpenStack Portland Summit. So uh, I basically uh, knew nothing then, and I was a grad student working on the uh, Manet uh, or uh, wireless uh, sensor network. And then I go to the conference, and I want to just search anything uh, networking related so that I could understand. And then I uh, spot the open daylight. Uh, which was just forming at the time. And then uh, I was like uh, participating and uh, listening to the Open Daylight uh, projects, and I found one I think I could understand at the time. So that was OBSDB project. That was when Madhu and Brian, uh, those sake plant guys, still in Red Hat, I think. Yeah. That was really a good time. And then I was like more into the uh, OVSDB, OVS stuff. So I, I, I think I went to the first three conference, uh, OVS conference. So the first one I remember, uh, I, I, I remember was at Cisco, right? That's right. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the one in 2014, I think. Yeah. So, and the second one, uh, I remember there is one uh, still in California, but in San Jose. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, we've, we've had we've had uh, three of them now. The the first was at Cisco, and then uh, the let's see, yeah, there was there were. Well, gosh, is it four? <laughs> four. Anyway, we've had yeah, several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them have been in San Jose. Yeah, yeah. I missed one, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I I was uh, like later on switched uh, more to the story side of things. So, but I I I'm still like uh, keeping an eye on OBS because uh really like the. OBS and OVSDB and all the stuff. And uh, I'm here to talk about a new project that uh, we have been working on, I think, since the start of this year, uh, the Cyborg project. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked up, uh, and there's a, a little bit about uh, OpenStack Cyborg uh, online. Uh, yeah. It looks like it was originally called Nomad. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And it, it sounds like it, it's still kind of uh, just starting out, um, yep. but I think it focuses on OpenStack acceleration. Yeah. So uh, I guess one of the things that that makes me think of at first is why group all of the acceleration into a single project? It seems like there'd be uh, a lot of a lot of big differences between accelerating, say, storage and networking yeah. and maybe other things. So uh, why why an acceleration project to start out with? Yeah, that that's a really good question. So. Uh, actually, the the history uh, for the Cyborg uh, project goes back, uh, I think, about two or three years, I think. So we started actually uh, with a standard work in the Etsy. So uh, Etsy is a, a big uh, NFV uh, standardization organization. So when we did the uh, Etsy standardization, uh, we saw requirements coming from uh, operators that they want uh, a, uh, a management framework for the accelerators. So uh, we have worked with standard engineer from Intel, from Naturalome, from ARM to develop the standard. So at the start, we we also think that we do need like extra stuff. So at that time, we. Uh, Originally, we were thinking of just using uh, what OpenStack uh, got offered, right? So NOAA uh, already support the PCI pass-through uh, mechanism at, at that time. I think maybe that uh, that could be enough. Uh, but uh, later on, we found that uh, actually there's a big requirement uh, for the uh, accelerators and for a general management because... The operators don't want to do like a specific management piece for each kind of the uh, accelerators. So that would be like too trivial for them. So they want uh, something that support the uh, OpenStack semantic, OpenStack API, and then just could talk to various uh, accelerating devices. So that's why we later on kind of uh, kick off the Nomad uh, uh, effort and then later on we found that not only telco but also you know there are HPC uh, requirements from the all those uh, scientific institutions and as well as like many public cloud for example Amazon announced the, the FPG and GPU instance uh, last year and then there was like a huge requirement from uh, the public cloud side for OpenStack to uh Support a at least uh, I think the re- the the requirement is that we have a common framework for those uh, accelerators for those different accelerators. So we kind of provide a uh, abstraction. So for a, a general way of uh, manage uh, those devices. Yeah. So it, it kind of sounds like the, the answer to my question about uh, why group all the acceleration is that the users think of them all together. Is no. that one of the reasons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, okay. yeah. and uh, for Cyborg, mostly uh, our scope is to provide, for example, a, uh, automation of configuration and sometimes uh, provisioning for the what we call the uh, acceleration resources. For example, it could be virtual functions for uh, a FPGA card something like that. So uh, uh, in that sense, actually, it's uh, really like common across a variety of uh, accelerating devices. So what, uh, 
you know, you 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 could have uh, some uh, IPsec cards, or you could have some intelligent NIC card or what have you. But basically, you have a FPGA chip sitting there and uh, doing a specific functions. So for us, is really uh, uh, it will be just a general uh, lifecycle management for those resources and for the workload. Okay. Yep. So there are there are technical things in common between accelerators, yep. uh, e- even uh, beyond the the user requirements. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, that tells us a little bit about uh, what's uh, behind the the goal of the project and 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 why is it a single project. Yep. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your role in the uh, project and uh, what uh, what your own goals are uh, for uh, for for improving it or developing it. Yeah, so uh, I'm now currently uh, serving as the uh, PTL or caretaking, uh, caretaking PTL. Uh, Care, that's, caretaking? Yeah, caretaking. Well, what? that's that's not a term defined in OpenSec, but uh, I think before we have any elections, so I, I consider myself a caretaking PTL, that, you know, creating oh, the see. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're taking responsibility yes, for yes. getting the project going. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but it, it's not entirely official as OpenStack yet, uh, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you can't be the official PTO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. Yep. I see. Without any elections, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, required by the OpenStack community. And uh, my, well, my goal was, uh, like I said, to uh, finally have a uh, OpenStack module that could provide a common... Uh, management framework for those uh, kinds of uh, accelerators, such as GPU, FPGA, uh, what have you, uh, MME-based uh, storages, or you know, uh, maybe ASIC, some ASIC switches, if they want. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think currently my 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 role, uh, part of my role is on technical side. So we are. Uh, writing blueprints, and we we uh, we're not actually like distributing distributing the the work across many contributors from different companies. So, for example, I'm uh, responsible for the uh, API blueprint. So we have a core reviewer from Red Hat uh, writing the uh, agent and conductor, and another core reviewer from Lenovo uh, writing the generic driver. We call that, and we have. Uh, 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 people from Intel writing the Cyborg Nova interaction blueprint. So we 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 kind of like distribute uh, all the work and uh, yeah. So uh, I I will have part of work on technical side and on other aspects. I consider myself to uh, build ecosystem for the project. For example, like uh, like the conversation we are having now. So I I want to reach out to. Uh, all the related open source projects like uh, OBS or Kubernetes or or you know all the uh, open source projects that I could think of that might uh, could like benefit from Cyborg or you know we could benefit from them. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that I think that's the two main role I consider myself for the project. Okay. Well, yep. let's uh, let, let's go deeper on that the second part. Uh, sure. So, uh, how can OpenV switch uh, benefit from Cyborg? What's the relationship there? Yeah. So uh, for Open uh, for Open switch, I think that touches on one of the uh, important aspect uh, for Cyborg is the network accelerating. Um, 
this side of things actually has been raised by uh, like Mellanox and uh, Naturum and uh, very good people from the networking side. So uh, one of the original, well, the the general idea is that Cyborg should be able to provide a lifecycle management for both software accelerator, uh, accelerators uh, like DPDK or any functions that written uh, in open data plan APIs that from uh, from ARM and as well as hardware. So that would be the the the, the, the specific cars, uh, NIC cars and what have you. And so for OBS, I think uh, as the slide uh, shows, so I I, I think uh, the most related part would be the OBS DBDK. So for Cyborg, we could offer a uh, uh, lifecycle management or more uh, on the automation of uh, the configuration and provisioning of the uh, DBDK resources uh, as well as OBS, I think, a uh, part of OBS uh, for for the end user so that uh, they could, uh, for example, for telco, they could spawn a network service without worrying about all the you know manual setup configuration of things. So they could call on Cyborg and we help with that side of things. And when our job finished, uh, the user could use you know the the, the grid functionalities uh, provided by OBS uh, as well as DBDK. Yeah. So if I'm understanding right, uh, the intended function of Cyborg for something like OVS DBDK would be kind of a a management one of uh, making sure that OVS DBDK is configured properly yep. and specifically for whatever the local hypervisor is. Yeah. Is is there a way you can expand on that and give maybe an example? Yeah, yeah. I I think if we uh, look at the, the the general use case for a OVS DBDK. Uh, basically, you need to uh, for the configuration. If you are thinking of the uh, OBS DPDK or DPDK itself as a software accelerator, so the configuration uh, involves, for example, uh, enabling the, the the huge page on the hypervisor and uh, make sure that the DPDK has the library for the NIC uh, you're using and. Uh, Enabling all the correct uh, configurations uh, 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 for a better tuning. Uh, since I see there are many uh, many like options on the manual page for OBS actually. Uh, so uh, for Cyborg, uh, that would be we could use uh, a Cyborg driver for the DBDK to manage all the DBDK related stuff. Uh, so, for example, if uh, the DBDK community has, you know, a variety of libraries, but it happens that uh, the uh, the cloud provider uh, just happen doesn't have that library. So the Cyborg driver will help to uh, fetch the library and put it to uh, in the right place, so, so that you could talk uh, talk to the NICAR that uh, that is enables to use the user space uh, DPDK libraries. And we will have another uh, driver for the NIC card itself. For uh, I think most of all for the offloading. So offloading is, I think, uh, well, has been uh, uh, mentioned many times when 
folks from uh, Mennonox and National talk to us is that right. yeah we could help uh, like uh, actively enabling or modifying some of the uh, offloading options they could offer uh, from their intelligent NIC card and uh, I know DBDK now doesn't you know work well f- uh, for offload but I think in the long run they, they will need to have something coming up or you know enabling the future Sure, I, I think the future. I yeah. think DPDK kind of uh, started off with the simple cases of yeah. uh, just handling packets directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that until recently, it didn't even support the TSO feature that's on, <laughs> on most NICs. Uh, so, but uh, of course, over time, it, it's moving up, yeah, and yeah. I, I expect that it'll support uh, Mellanox and and other accelerations uh, uh, before too long. Yeah. So I, I know that uh, Mellanox recently uh, got the. Um, uh, acceleration uh, that that's kernel based uh, mm-hmm. into into OVS is that something else that needs to be managed somehow and uh, is uh, uh, is Cyborg something that can help with that? Uh, I think so. So for Cyborg, uh, as long as you have a user space uh, driver or just a stop there that could talk to the Cyborg server side and and and, and your client side stuff could talking to your uh, kernel uh, component and That'll be uh, that'll be done. So our job is make sure that we could do all the lifecycle management uh, automatically for you, and you know leave all the uh, beauty of functionalities to you. You know, yeah. So okay, yeah, that's our goal. So Cyborg is a fairly young project. Yep. So my guess is that you haven't accomplished a lot of the goals that you've set out to do yet. Yep. So what's what's there now if if somebody wanted to start playing with it? Okay, so uh, our uh, well, our first near-term goal is to have a uh, basically functioning code uh, out uh, in September. So that will be around the time of Denver PTG gathering uh, for OpenSAC. And uh, if you know people are interested, you could just we we are uh, doing the development like any OpenSAC project. So. Uh, Go to the uh, review.opensec.org, you know, search <laughs> search it, uh, find Cyborg, and uh, if you find some bugs, you know, submit the bugs. Or if you contribute something, uh, write a blueprint, you know, we have uh, weekly meetings, join our meetings, and we, we had a, a running joke that we uh, we have the longest OpenSec meeting among every, uh, any project because it's sort of late in China, and I was like, always forgot to close the meeting, so it, <laughs> it'll be like two days meeting. Ah. You know, well, 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 that's a joke. So you, you do your meetings in in IRC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we have weekly uh, IRC meetings, and you could you could also just send out email with the subject uh, like cyborg or acceleration, in it, and we will have team member to to you know looking at it and uh, have a chat. Yep. So uh, I actually have a, a question about uh, about Huawei. So yep. uh, Huawei seems to be heavily involved in SDN and uh, OpenStack, cloud, and so on. Yep. Um, so what's uh, like like what what is uh, Huawei's uh, overall uh, goal? Do they uh, are they a consultancy like IBM? Uh, do they sell solutions to people? Do they operate a cloud? What's the overall goal of of Huawei in this space? I think I, I cannot speak of the, the overall like strategic goal mm-hmm. uh, for Huawei, but 
currently what uh, what Huawei offers is uh, like public health. So we build public health together with uh, Deutsche Telekom, uh, China Telecom, uh, Telefonica, and so forth. And we also have like private cloud solutions for FBI, for government, or so it's yeah, it's public cloud, uh, private cloud, hybrid cloud. Yeah, align the sort of things. Where, wherever I go in project, <laughs> I, I find somebody from Huawei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We everywhere. have a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, uh, how much of what uh, Cyborg does is because there are uh, missing pieces or, or components in in Open vSwitch? Are we doing things wrong? Are we are we missing things and so there's a a project that has to fill it in, or is is it more that the the natural shape of the system is the the way that it is, and so a, an, another project should come in and and fill in uh, the the other the other parts. Uh, yeah. In other words, um, is, is the existence of cyborg um, uh, is that more like a bug or a feature? Uh, I think it would be a complementary feature. Uh, so it well for us there's like nothing wrong for uh, for us to correct or fill in the gap in OBS. So I think we just provide a complementary feature for the users that help them uh, if they see, for example, OBS as uh, as their default virtual switch and they want uh, some other like DBDK or other uh, methods to accelerate it. So we could help on that side so that to make sure users have a better performance and experience using uh, OBS plus, you know, all the enhancements. All right, great. Yep. Uh, sometimes I find I, I have to ask myself that that question. I'll, I'll see things like people will post wrapper scripts or, or things <laughs> like that to one of the OBS mailing lists and yeah. say, hey, can you put this script in the in the OBS repo? And sometimes I say, well, yeah, that, that should go in there. Other times I say, well, the the reason that you wrote this script is that our our software is bad and we should fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it always seems like an important thing to, yeah, to yeah, ask. Yeah. Well, uh, there will be nothing uh, in OBS from Cyborg. Uh, okay. Yeah. The the only thing uh, we uh, we need to do is have uh, maybe have an OBS driver in Cyborg th- so that we could talk to OBS. Yeah. All and right. Th- yeah. That'll be all. Yeah. So let's see. We've we've talked a little bit about your goals and mm-hmm. about what you have there now. Um, do you do you see uh, uh, the the scope of the project uh, expanding as you start to accomplish uh, some of these goals? Uh, what, in other words, what what's your plan for the future uh, beyond sort of your your next milestone or so? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. So as I mentioned, when we started uh, the Nomad project, so it will be. Uh, mostly focus on the telco requirements, on the uh, offloading or uh, on the encryption accelerations. Then later on, for example, we have the feedback from the scientific working group in OpenStack uh, to us about uh, a, a great analysis about the, the, the GPU features that they think are missing in OpenStack uh, that uh, no one now could support GPU resources, but it just see GPU as a PCIe device. It doesn't know it's a GPU resource that, for example, if you have workload uh, running machine learning or uh, AI stuff, that NOAA doesn't like schedule it specifically uh, to the GPU resources. So, uh, like 
uh, that was the areas that we got feedbacks from uh, the OpenSec community telling us that we could expand our scope to to help people to to solve the problem. Uh, another example is that when we start the project, we were only thinking about the uh, for the virtual machine side. Uh, you know how how your instance uh, could use the the accelerators. But now we see that, uh, for example, Kubernetes also have this GPU and PGA uh, accelerating uh, stuff uh, going on. And we think we also considering, uh, uh, well, in the near future, actually, uh, so the uh, the scope for Cyborg is not uh, only for uh, virtual machines, but also, for example, we provide bare metal uh, accelerator management for containers or what have you. Okay, so you're expanding your scope from VMs to containers yep. and, and bare metal. Are there new kinds of accelerators that are coming down the pike? Uh, for the accelerator itself, uh, uh, I don't think we have seen like uh, really new types of accelerators coming in. But maybe next year or the year after, there will be, you know, new things sure. coming up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about FPGAs lately, uh, especially yeah, from, from from Intel. Are yeah. are those already supported, or are those on your roadmap? Uh, it's on the roadmap. Okay. Yeah, so we have definitely have Intel people working on it. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I keep hearing from server vendors that they're working <laughs> to to integrate them into their their systems as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of the end of my prepared questions. Okay. But uh, is is there anything else that that we missed that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I think we basically uh, covered it all. Oh, uh, another uh, possibilities I think is about uh, stuff like uh, Cilium or XDB. Uh, you mentioned in the talk, right? So uh, on that side, uh, again for Cyborg, uh, if you have like Cilium, you you have a user space daemon or something that mm -hmm. could configure uh, configure your uh, kernel path. Uh, then you could have a, a cyborg driver for you in the OpenSec environment that we could help do the, all the you know setup uh, configuration you know for for the user if user want to use you as a uh, you know ex uh, accelerator add-on feature. Sure. Then we could you know help that and you could do your fantastic things. Yeah. Do Do you have plans around either of those projects? They're well, both, that uh, would be yeah 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 that uh, that that would be my initial thought. But I think we should like support it uh, next year. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the episode about Celium, the OVS Orbit episode number four, is the most popular ever. Right? Yeah, it yeah, still yeah, gets yeah. the most downloads. <laughs> yeah, I I was a fan uh, of Thomas Graf on the, yeah, yeah, on Twitter. He's, yeah, he's, he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish really more guys new startup. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, All right, uh, yeah. how how can people find more out about uh, Cyborg? Um. Uh. Just uh. Go to uh, go to wiki. I think uh, on the wiki we have most of of our uh, information on it. Uh. You know. Uh. About meeting and you can also find the meeting archives. So we we maintain a really long archives there and. Uh, yeah, just go to the wiki. Just Google Open Slack Cyborg Wiki, and then yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to it in, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. in the show notes. And uh, what's the best way for people to contact you? I, I know that you're on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, contact me on Twitter, and yeah. uh, and your and handle is at No Pain Killer. Yeah, No Pain Killer. There's so no. What, pain. <laughs> what's the story behind that handle? 
Uh, it's uh, well, I'm uh, always a uh, heavy metal music fan. Oh, it's and a metal thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I I want something cool. All right, right. different. <laughs> so, but you don't have any umlauts in it, huh? You don't have any umlauts in it. Uh, uh never mind. Never. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot uh, yep. for for talking me uh, talking to me today. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, for you're watching. OBS Orbit is edited and produced by Ben Pfaff using Audacity audio editing software and released under the Creative Commons Unported 3.0 license. The intro and bumper music in this episode is excerpted from Electro Deluxe by My Free Mickey and the outro from Girls Like You by Stefan Kartenberg, both under the Creative Commons Attribution Unported 3.0 license. For more episodes of OVS Orbit, visit ovsorbit.org, or for more information about OpenVSwitch, visit openvswitch.org.